Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Alex L. And I write books for a living. The Hey Girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. Join us as we journey through sharing together. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hi, Stacy. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm really happy to be able to chat with you about something that I've never heard of before. But while you and I were a part of the Journey Home course, you kind of opened up and shared a little bit about a rare condition that you have and how you're opening up to share your story. So before we dive into the bulk of our conversation, can you please let the Hey Girl listeners know who you are and what you do? Alrighty, so my name is Stacy Brown. I am currently um, working at, in Elmira, New York um, with Hanger Clinic. I'm working in prosthetics and orthotics, and so I'm in the residency process of that right now. But that's the basis of what I'm doing right now in reference to the story of, of what I shared with you. MRKH is there are four letters that represent the names of the doctors who discovered it. So it's Mayer, Rokotansky, Kusterhauser syndrome. And it's a syndrome that affects one in 5,000 women where you are born without a uterus and an underdeveloped vaginal canal. But you have ovaries. That's just a, a little bit of my story. So I wanted to talk a little bit about, one, what made you want to share a piece of your story with having MRKH and how you kind of found out that there was something not quite right? What empowered me to share my story, I think it's really cool to, or really powerful to read something and be able to relate to it. And then also to be able to see a, a Black woman on the other side of that story. And I feel like the more that we have conversations about things like MRKH and infertility, that there will no longer be this expectation of this is what a woman is supposed to do mm-hmm. and that this is how she's supposed to do it. And just in terms of, of how I found out, I found out last year I was 25. I never had a period. And honestly, from what people tell me, it wasn't like this big concern of mine until I went to a doctor's appointment and they were like, hey, you're 25, you need to look into this. And then that is when I had an ultrasound, which the ultrasound confirmed that I didn't have a uterus. And then I had an MRI, which then that further confirmed it. And then I went to a different doctor um, just because that experience with that specific doctor, it wasn't a positive one. There wasn't really a bedside manner. He called me over the phone and I was like in the middle of a class and I stepped out of class to take this phone call. So I went to another doctor to officially get diagnosed with MRKH because not a lot of doctors know what it is. In his case, he didn't know what it, what it was.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm going to touch on bedside manner and being and going to the doctor while black, especially while black women. What has this experience taught you about being in a black body and advocating for yourself and your fertility? And just this whole entire experience, I'm sure, has required you to stand up and speak up in new ways. So what has that experience been like as you've navigated this diagnosis over the past year? I think it's been a process of learning what to say and, and when to disclose that I have MRKH for doctors because a, a lot of times the response is kind of like, what? That, that, that's not something that I've heard of. So they kind of act in a way of it doesn't exist or they ask questions in a way that is rude and um, can be triggering in a sense. And so I think it's, I think for me, it's been processing those triggers for myself, like not feeling like a woman or not really liking my body and those type of things. So that when someone else brings it up in an appointment, um, that I've kind of already processed that to myself to be able to have the strength to say like, no, I'm a woman. This is what is going on. And I think the, the issue with bedside manner, I think it kind of becomes for Black women a very rest experience mm-hmm. and that we are expected to be nurturers, but that we don't need nurturing. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think that's something that really needs to, to change just for any visit, even if it's just for you going in with a checkup, just having that approach and that communication. That is major what you just said, how we're expected to be nurturers, but not expected to need nurturing. And I want to talk a little bit more about that as it relates to your self-care practice. And I'm sure there's been times over this past year where you've really had to lean into showing up for Stacy and taking care of yourself in new ways and leaning into your autonomy in a way that may look different for other people. I mean, all of our experiences look vastly different from each other. So how have you been taking care of yourself during this time and how do you feel in your body these days? Well, with the, with the self-care aspect, it definitely was extremely important for me to find a community. I was able to find a community with sisters surviving infertility. So specifically for Black women with MRKH and, and being able to relate to their stories, even though it's still a different version of the same story in a sense, but being able to see women that look like you that have gone through the same thing. And poetry has helped me a lot. Writing has helped me a lot. Just kind of doing it with no expectation of what it sounds like or it having to be perfect. And my big thing right now is giving myself grace because MRKH has several different stages. And so I feel like giving myself grace through each stage. How I currently feel about my body, um, it changes from day to day, honestly. When I was first diagnosed, I hated my body because I felt like my body had betrayed me because it took away my choice. I wasn't allowed to pick to have children or to give birth to my own child. And I didn't really feel feminine or but I didn't feel like a woman. I didn't feel attractive. It was, it was kind of like I felt somebody could look at me and, and see that I had MRKH. And so it's taken a lot of work 
to change that narrative in my mind about my body. I started working out, which helped a lot because that was something that I was able to control. Mm. Whereas with MRKH, I really didn't have that much control with that. But it's consistently telling yourself that you're worthy, that you're not less than, and, and going through the motions and going through the triggers, I think is extremely important. How are you learning to lean into community during all of this? What is it? What has it shown you about community and about acceptance? I think it's realizing that acceptance looks different for every person and defining what does acceptance look like for me and not what does someone else expect my acceptance to look like Um, because that's that's an expectation I can't meet for myself and that's kind of a weight that I can't carry. With leaning into community, I think it's important to realize that you have a community and that you are loved and they are there to support you. You there are moments where I thought like, oh, I'm a burden or I'm asking too many questions or oh, I'm just having an emotional day because I scrolled through Instagram and I saw like four or five pregnancy announcements and just just realizing that there are people that have literally been placed in your life for a reason to help you through those very hard times and those challenging days and allowing your community to be present for you. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What would you say to anyone listening who is concerned that they might have this diagnosis or if they know somebody who does, what would you say to uplift them and offer a sense of ease to them? I can honestly think of something that I've been uh, repeating to myself lately, just that if you were born with MRKH, that you were chosen for a purpose, that you might figure out what that purpose is once you stop questioning your purpose and once you stop questioning your existence. And that someone needs your story, someone needs your voice, someone needs your just the way that you're dealing with your pain and that you're not alone. One in 5,000 seems like a, a very large number, but when you tap into a community, you realize that there are, are more women than you think. I definitely think if it's better to figure this out as early as you can or to get a diagnosis as early as you can, I'm just going to the doctor, checking in with an OBGYN, checking for certain milestones that may or may not be present, just to love yourself and that you're beautiful and you always have been. Not being able to carry a child doesn't make you any less than that you're still worthy and that those are just very important things to to remember 
You mentioned in your email to me that you're able to kind of see the other side of pain through this really courageous act of vulnerability that you're walking through and that you are able to process your healing in these new ways. So before we wrap up, I'd like to talk a little bit more about that. What is the other side of the pain and the grieving that I'm sure you're going through teaching you about healing and about vulnerability? Vulnerability, it takes a lot out of you and that it's vulnerability is extremely courageous and that you can choose to be vulnerable at your own time and there's no rush to do that and just for the other side of pain I think another emotion that I was feeling when I was first diagnosed it was like why am I finding this out at 25 why am I in the middle of grad school away from my family why am I away from my friends right now and I was extremely angry with God and I realized that being on the other side that God can handle my fear God can handle my anger and God can handle my disappointment and that the there is no ending or beginning to this grieving process. Different days may have different emotions. I remember my first Mother's Day and like that was a really hard day. Mm-hmm. Going to my first baby shower, like that was a really hard day. But just giving yourself as much grace as you can through this process because it's not an easy one. And, and allowing yourself to feel how you feel, allowing yourself to be angry. And I've realized even tapping into community, you have to be aware of what you need and then who you are able to to reach out to to get what you need because sometimes not everybody is in a position to give you what you need or give you encouraging words or have something positive to say when you need it in that moment so but I have learned there is an other side and I think the other side of healing a lot of it is grace thanks for listening to the show today please rate subscribe and review also feel free to share with a friend we love having our community grow music is by DC's own Kokai The Hey Girl podcast is produced by Wayne Bertram and me, Alex L.